0: I think i told you before that this role for me has been um, like, it's like um, internally my emotional management. It's as if I'm, um, I'm, uh, what do you call that? Uh, bipolar. Uh, because I'm, I'm constantly being hit with good news and bad news, <laughs> good news and bad news. And then stuff I think is good news till I ask about it. And it's actually bad news. And then I get bad news and think, "Oh man, woe was me?" And then when I ask about it, well, it's not that bad. Um, you know, there's there's ways forward. So I'm, I'm I'm on such a learning curve that my brain doesn't know what to make of news, but my emotions immediately engage one way or the other, uh, regardless of what the truth of the matter is actually going to be. So just know when you see me inside of me, there is this constant um, this constant war going on. To uh, moderate my internal reactions to every new piece of data I run into. And I'm, I'm overreacting to everything on the inside. And so if you're ever talking to think, wow, he keeps this cool pretty well, not, not even close. Uh, the, the insides are, are uh, in tumult. And so w- one thing that uh, one of those mixed realities is that uh, through the first two terms this year, uh, we showed a slight bump in overall enrollment but our new student counts have been down, and so uh, we just got some numbers uh, last week that our new student counts um, uh, are down a little bit more in recent weeks and months, uh, so I haven't gotten the overall enrollment numbers in yet, uh, so we're, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of uh, toiling with that. We don't want to, we, we want to understand it, uh, our, and I think I've told you this before, too, that that uh, our enrollment management really, for the most part, other than Google AdWords and uh, building relationships with people who refer students, um, our enrollment management, our admissions counselors, um, our director of enrollment management, they're not, their, their job starts when somebody calls with an inquiry and uh, they do an amazing job of shepherding people from inquiry to application to, uh, to enrollment and, and um, the, what I hear from students and alumni about uh, when I hear them brag on on uh, NBC, uh, oftentimes it is about uh, uh, how they were ushered in initially by admissions and how their academic advisors have, uh, have been there for them every step of the way, have prayed for them. Uh, and so that's uh, what we do there is really, really, really good. Uh, what I'm what I'm uh, trying to imagine is uh, how do we, how do we get our admissions counselors more apps to work with, uh, more inquiries to work with. And so uh, uh, we are working hard on that. And if you've got thoughts for us uh, on that front, the good news is that our, at least at the last time I saw our overall enrollment numbers, they were still up slightly. I don't know that that's still the case after this last batch of, uh, of numbers, but Uh, That means that the students we already had coming into the year—they're taking more classes, they're showing up more, and so that's uh, that—that at least is a uh, good—that's a good thing. So the reason I share that with you uh, is just as a case in point, not because I think I'm going to give you the answer, the solution to it, uh, but it's a case in point that uh, there's this mixed bag all the time, and it's hard to know where to put my attention, and uh, probably for all of us where to put our attention. Um, One thing I know is that. Uh, that where my attention is, is, uh, does determine an awful lot of the rest of my life. And, uh, and so that's something I always want to keep a keen eye on. Uh, I want to read to you Matthew chapter 7, 7. And uh, this is one of those verses that's just hard to take. Uh, If you, it really, if you're an analytical person, if you're a thoughtful person, if you're like me and kind of a skeptical person, uh, verses like this uh, growing up were just hard to take. Uh, It it says uh, in the NIV, ask and it will be given to you. This is Jesus talking in the third chapter of the Sermon on the Mount. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. So that's two verses. And um, two verses that when I read them in church, most people hear those verses and think, "Hey, wait a minute! I've asked for stuff and not got it. I, I've I've sought for things and never found them. I mean, who hasn't? I've I've knocked on, on doors that never got opened and and never would. I've I've shared with you in the past about uh, wanting to play basketball on the school team. Guess what? Door never opened. Uh, that that door never opened. So is this verse true? Uh, one thing we want to understand uh, about scripture. And I do think this is probably ed- exegetically sound, uh, that we have to know the attention of the passage. We have to know the context of the passage. So what did Jesus just get done saying, uh, in Matthew, he's preaching the sermon on the Mount in, uh, in Matthew five, he's got the Beatitudes included there, um, about, and that, that the Beatitudes do a great job of suggesting to us what the focus of our life ought to be. In Matthew six, he literally comes out and says, do not worry about your life. Uh, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And then he gets to Matthew seven, right after having said this stuff and the Beatitudes right after having told us, don't worry about your life. So then what I'm asking for knocking and what I'm seeking and what I'm knocking on uh, probably ought to fit with the context of the Sermon on the Mount. And so if what I'm asking for is not worrying about my life, but seeking first His kingdom, I think then we're on to the context of uh, of this passage. So I'm going to give you, and this is the cheesiness kind of starts early, uh, but I want to give you a triple A AAA plan for eternal achievement. Um, and I know that uh, I know that alliteration is uh, passe. Um, I know that scriptures were not written with the intention of giving us some distilled perfect plan for for some perfect outcome. Uh, I get all that, and yet. Here I am sharing this with uh, with with you Um, because sometimes these uh, cheesy alliterations uh, help stuff stick in my brain uh, for a few minutes, and then sometimes even for years and decades. And this is one of those cases. Now, this AAA plan—why is that a thing? Um, Because um, I learned at a young age that my dad, who was uh, absolutely uncoordinated, uh, he was uh, not mechanically inclined whatsoever. Uh, didn't was not Mr. Fix It, uh, but what he did do for us is uh, he had a AAA sticker on the back bumper of our um, of our kind of old, somewhat undependable cars. Uh, we had a Dodge Matador growing up. We had an AMC Hornet. Um, we had uh, an old school uh, Impala uh, that was a beast of an engine, but uh, um, you know, sticky vinyl seats, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, dad had a AAA sticker on the back of every one of those cars, and it didn't matter what it was. Uh, I, I, you probably have these overblown memories from childhood that you know good and well probably aren't exactly accurate, but it's honestly the way you remember that moment happening. And I remember dad, when something would go wrong on a trip, um, he would put his arm up on the bench of that Impala and, uh, and look back at us kids. And it was like he was, uh, again, a cheesy um, salesman in a commercial. He'd say, "Kids, it's okay. We got AAA, and that was I knew it was going to be fine because all I had to do was call AAA, and they came out and fixed no matter what it was that was the matter. They had to fix for it. They could get us a tow, they could change a tire, they could uh, they could fix some small mechanical problems. They could and if they couldn't, they could get us somewhere that could. And so it was like we didn't have to know how to fix it because we had AAA. And when you got AAA, everything's going to be okay. And so uh, when I left for college. Um, they saw us off at the curb and uh, my brother was already in college. It was my first time to go. Uh, and, uh, and they, mom and dad, you know, it's, it's kind of like one of these hallmark moments where mom and dad see uh, their kid off at the curb and uh, they're giving hugs and making sure everything's in the car, making sure we're okay. And the last thing uh, where dad, uh, you know, most dads would impart a word of wisdom um, would, would give words of affection and, and love uh, maybe bring up a memory. Dad hands me my very own AAA card uh, so that I would be covered no matter what happened. I was glad to get it. So, guess what? My girls now have um, in their possession uh, and on their phones, actually, on their app. Uh, they have a AAA card. They've had it from the very beginning because I also am not very mechanically inclined, but I do invest in AAA. So, I know they're covered. So that's a really long way of saying here's why this is a AAA plan. So, three things about this first. Uh, first of all, the attention of the verse—I already talked about that. Uh, the attention is very much not our life, but God's kingdom. And with what we're asking for, seeking, and knocking is not is not temporary, but eternal, and not self-focused, but kingdom-focused. That's the that's the context of this verse. And so there are times when I don't get the particular thing I ask for, but I'm becoming increasingly convinced of this as I age that God always uh, God always either gives me what I ask for. Or something better, and and I, as of yet in my life, I've never had that disproven, and maybe in an eternity I'll find out. Wait a minute, that was all wet. Um, but I'm I'm convinced that if I am kingdom focused and I'm e- e- eternal in my interests in my in my uh, ask, that um, I'm always either getting from God what I ask for or something better. Uh, And what God has for me is always better than anything I could imagine uh, to ask for. Uh, So the attention of this verse is key. Second, what is the what is the uh, attitude of this verse? Well, it doesn't say ask and maybe God will get around to doing something for you. That's that's close. Uh, It says, no, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find Knock and the door will be open to you. So this the attitude of this verse is overwhelmingly sure and positive and, and the, the, has an immense amount of faith uh, to, for him to be able to say, yes, this is the case. Ask and it will, seek and you will, knock and you will. So the tension plus attitude. Um, and then uh, here's, here's what we know to be true, that what you focus your attention on will determine your attitudes. So if my attention is focused on a sovereign, good, Almighty eternal God, uh, it's going to affect my attitude when I talk to God because I'm going I'm to have a better attitude about God knowing who He really is. Um, we know that attention determines attitude. That's why we didn't want our kids uh, growing up watching a bunch of uh, trash on TV. We didn't want them having a constant uh, of spew of uh, trash into their ears and their iPods. Uh, we wanted to monitor their, their social media interactions. Um, the uh, you can garbage in, garbage out it was an old uh, IT thing when computers were first getting started uh, when you are talking about writing code. And it's uh, definitely true. Our parents knew it. We knew it for our kids. And uh, it's something that, that, that we know to be true. Wherever my attention is, that's going to determine my attitude. I would go so far as to say, we can't control our attitudes, uh, but we can control, control our attention. And what I choose to give my attention to consistently day in and day out week in and week out, month in and month out is going to create my attitude. And uh, the, I, I don't know who to attribute this to. I've heard it, everybody in history, um, I heard it attributed to everybody in history as well as Aristotle, I think that's the earliest figure I've seen it attributed to. Uh, but that is that uh, if, you sow, uh, if you sow a thought, uh, you, you reap, uh, Let me, let me back up here, if you sow a thought, you reap an attitude. If you sow an attitude, you reap an action. If you sow an action, uh, you reap a habit. If you sow a habit, you reap a character. If you sow a character, you reap a destiny. And uh, that's quite a line there. Uh, but I think there is uh, there is quite a bit of cause and effect there. So the attention of this verse will produce an attitude, and that attitude in turn will produce action. Uh, this is not a passive verse. Asking, seeking, and knocking are not passive things. Uh, when we wait upon God, I've heard people testify to waiting upon God over the years. And I wondered, uh, what, what do they mean by that? Um, I'm convinced that waiting upon God is not passive. It is extremely active. What do we call the people who's doing, who are doing all the work in a restaurant? Waiters. Uh, they're waiting on us. Uh, that means they're serving us. When I'm waiting on God, I believe that means very much that I'm serving him. Uh, And and uh, attending to uh, the needs of his agenda, his purpose, his kingdom. Uh, And and that is uh, that is key here for us to see the asking, the seeking and the knocking, not as passive waiting, not as passive, um, passive, but as active waiting upon God is not just sitting, hoping God will do something is actively serving God and doing what he puts in front of us to do. Uh, so, and then trusting him uh, to do his part. And and uh, one thing that I told church boards during uh, the anxious days of pastoral transitions is that uh, our job is to hustle and obey and God's job is to provide and God's really good at his job. And uh, he proved to be in those situations. I believe he's proving to be for us. He has proven it for a long time and he's in the process of I uh, hope uh, of, I believe, uh, showing up in a big way for us as we go forward. So attention plus attitude plus action equals what I would say those three things add up to eternal achievement. Uh, that if we, if we can keep our ac- attention focused where it needs to be, I think Sermon on the Mount is a great way to get our attention refocused. Um, it reminds me when I go back and read the Sermon on the Mount during these days that uh, what I'm up to is not about me it's not about nazarene bible college it's about why i was created and it's about why god brought nazarene bible college into being and sometimes if i get my attention on on uh, uh, getting my job done if i get my attention too much on saving the school i can begin to get just a little bit off mission and the way to save the school isn't isn't by Putting the school first, the way to save the school is to, is to put the mission of the school first. And those are, that's a, that's a little bit of shift that uh, church people struggle with on church boards and in church leadership. And it's one that I want to make sure I don't struggle with in this role. But I know that if, if uh, this, if I'll I'll pay attention to this verse, it will get my attention, my attitudes and my actions calibrated. And it will set me up to over time uh, be one who achieves for eternity what I was here to achieve. Whether I'm ever a success or seen as a success in this life, uh, whether the answers come in this life or not, Hebrews 11 is a great um, is a great uh, lesson for me because I'm I'm fairly impatient. I want to see cause and effect. Uh, but the people that are listed in that passage, it's like a hero faith heroes hall of fame. And then it says, none of these received what had been promised. So they gave their whole life to something they never got to see the payoff. So if not for eternity, uh, we ought to really pity all those people uh, who were promised something, they gave their whole life to it and they never got it, never got to see it um, come to fruition. Um, I think um, great organizations, great movements are composed of people who don't always have to see the payoff uh, but they're willing to give their whole life to some to something that they believe in so deeply. Uh, they they are uh, determined uh, to make their full investment and trust. They trust God enough uh, to make it count. And uh, that's a that's a pretty good way for us to live. Uh, attention plus attitude plus action equals achievement. So let me uh, a good end of sermon, a good end of sermon uh, story, uh, or or poem. Um, embodies the principles of the message. And so uh, I warned you ahead of time, this is cheesy. So I don't want to hear any, any, uh, well, actually, I don't mind hearing complaints. I, that might be kind of fun. But uh, just no audible groans, please, until I'm finished. Uh, and you've probably heard this before. A tale of two frogs. Two frogs fell into a deep cream bowl. One was an optimistic soul. The other took a gloomy view. I'm going I will drown he cried and so will you so with a last despairing cry he flung up his legs and said goodbye but the other frog with a merry grin said I can't get out but I won't give in I'll swim around till my strength is spent and having tried I'll die content bravely he swam till it would seem his struggles began to churn the cream on top of the butter he finally stopped and out of the bowl he happily hopped What's the moral? It's easily found. If you can't get out, keep swimming around. So I'm quite confident that your life has now been changed by this uh, by this three points in a poem message. Um, As crazy as this sounds, uh, it comes back to me quite often to keep kicking. Uh, And for As dumb as this little poem is, uh, I remember it quite often. Like I don't want to be the one that just gives in. Uh, I want to keep kicking, and and I mean over and over and over again in my life. When I keep kicking, God gets me to something better. He gets me to something good. And uh, there's there's uh, I want to be one of those people that even if even if I'm I'm not going to make it, I'm going to go down kicking, and kick it. And, um, and I just believe that that's the spirit of this organization. And uh, I believe God always has, um, always has a future for a people who honor him and are all in for his cause. And I believe that's the case uh, for us.